Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Amen. Let's get into this word. Amen. So last week we we talked about um uh, I wanted, what I wanted to do on last week is actually just kind of share some of the things that it pertains to this particular local local assembly. Amen. You can go ahead. It's we good. Amen. Until the DJ. All right, DJ, I'm good. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to do is to share the vision and the mission of of uh, of the church, amen. And we we did that on last week, and I actually had to kind of finish some things a little early. So what I wanted to do, if it's okay with you guys, to go back over a few things again, amen. And then cover a couple of things that I didn't get a chance to cover on last week. So we talked about the vision of the church, amen. And and um, one of the things I shared when it comes to a vision, when you come to a vision or a visionary, a vision is what that visionary is actually seeing at the moment, at the time. So that means at different times that vision may change depending on what's being seen at the time. Amen. But here's the vision for our church is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ by teaching and preaching the love of Jesus to the unbeliever, provoking them to repent and give their lives to Jesus Christ and accept him as their Lord and Savior. We want to present the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a way that believers lives are changed causing them to grow into sonship, amen? Grow into becoming sons of God. They bring about changes in their families. Well, first of all, a change in them, their families, their community, amen? New Covenant Life Christian Church motto is loving God and loving his people. Now, a couple of things about a vision. I actually looked it up and was pretty... um, uh, I love that the definition actually that Webster had for a vision. It had two different definitions. One is the faculty or state of being able to see. Now, we're talking about this is both natural and spiritual. So when I read that definition, I say, oh, okay, I got it. You know, the ability to, to have the, um, the faculty or state of being able to see. Now, the world, in, in, in a sense, there's so many things that the enemy has blinded their eyes. So they can't see. Amen. So it's both natural and then it's also, again, spiritual. And then the second definition says this, the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. We're talking about what vision is, to be able to see the future or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. But the wisdom that we're talking about is what kind of wisdom? godly wisdom. Amen. That means God will show you things when you ask him and give you a, a vision of what's to, what's to come, what's in the future. Because I'm telling you, he's given, us a, given me a vision concerning this work. And I see all of you as a part of it. Amen. I can't wait to get those keys. Praise Jesus. Because we're going to go in there and man, listen, April, I think we're going to turn you loose on both of them houses. Amen. One of them going to be a youth house. Come on, somebody. Right? Yeah, I see it already. We're going to change the front. Amen. We're going to change the front of the building. A few things on the inside we're going to change. But as soon as we get in there, we're going to celebrate the Lord. Amen. We ain't got to do nothing right away. 
but we're going to get in there and shout. Amen. So a vision is actually what's being seen at the particular moment. So in Psalms 119, 105, the Bible says this, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. So vision is not necessarily something that you just have for today and it's going to be, you know, it's going to last 20 or 30 years. Now that vision may continue to, you may see something that's that far off, but it will continue to manifest over time. And as it manifests it, God may show you different things. I told you, listen, when it comes to the Lord, you may come to me sometimes and say, well, pastor, where are we going? And at this particular moment, I may say to you, I don't know. But my next breath is going to be, I know who I'm following. As long as I'm following Jesus, amen, and we're following him together, we're going to be all right. I don't, listen, you can't, you ain't going to be able to put pressure on me to always think I have to know what's going on. Because I'm going to check with him. Says, sometimes he'll tell me, and sometimes he said, just be patient. Didn't I tell you to just wait where you are right now? Amen. Because what I will not do, help me somebody, I will not just tell you something just to be telling you. Amen. And just because the church down the street is doing it, praise, praise Jesus for the church down the street. That don't mean we have to do it. Amen. Now, now, one of the things that Maria, you blessed me this morning about prayer. We always pray for the body of Christ. Something my wife and I do on the way to church every, every Sunday, she prays and we just, you know, one of the things she blessed me, she always prays for any church that's open in the name of Jesus. We pray for other pastors, other leaders, other congregation members, amen, because we are the body of Christ. Right, so this blessed me. I don't know, I'm just all over. Can I be all over the place? Yeah, this blessed me. Like last week we had a little... Um, what was it? A yard sale. Had a, had a uh, what do you call them, little community yard sale. My whole neighborhood, they were just everywhere. We had our little stuff out. Fanny gets giving away stuff. I'm like, but that's just who she is. But this blessed me. So Fanny was talking to this one young lady, having a conversation. And the, the young lady said, um, asked her about, about the church and stuff. She said, yeah, we have church at the theater. She said, oh, man, my pastor was just talking about y'all. I don't even know the brother. She said, she was just talking about y'all. There's a church, she said that, you know, they have, a, have a, um, their services in the theater, and they, they set up and tear down every Sunday. Let's pray for them. Come on, man. That's the body of Christ. Let's pray for them. When she told me that, I know it blessed you too, didn't it? Did it bless you? <laughs> Amen. That was us. So that's how we have to be with this thing, man. We have to be in this thing together. Amen. Now, the mission of our church is the mission that Jesus Christ commissioned over 2,000 years ago and hasn't changed. Amen. It hasn't changed. So this is the mission. The mission of New Covenant Life Christian Church is the same mission Jesus gave his followers. Go, therefore, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. The mission of the universal church should never change. Every church that's open in the name of Jesus should have the exact same mission. Now, how you go about it may be different. That's where the vision comes in. But the mission can never change. If I come in here and start telling you something crazy about our mission, first of all, pray for me. 
Amen. And then remember that accountability board. You you get with get with these elders and say, man, listen, Pastor, I lost his mind. And because the mission changed, our mission can't change. It has to stay the same. Our goal is to be kingdom representatives in the earth. What kind of citizenship do you have? You have a dual citizenship. Amen. You belong to two places, right? You're in this world, but you're not of it. So that's why I'm saying when poverty tries to come up upon somebody, you can say, nope, I got diplomatic immunity. Amen. When sickness tries to come upon you, say, nope, uh-uh, uh, no, I have diplomatic immunity. That means I don't have to receive what this world is trying to give me because in my kingdom, Come on, there is no sickness, there is no poverty, there is no diseases, there is none of that in the kingdom that I live in. We don't have lack in my kingdom. I know what it looks like right now, but listen, listen, you just keep watching. Amen, somebody. Because, man, God's going to take you from one place to the next when you operate in the kingdom of God. He'll give you promotions that you don't qualify for. Hallelujah. On paper, that is. <laughs> you qualify for it, but not on paper. So we're talking about this church has to be built on who Jesus is. So you remember, because it's what? It's all about him. It's all about him. He's the center. That's a conference the base, the boundary, the balance, the beauty, the sum and the substance of everything our lives is all about. It's all about, it's all about him. So in John 13, John 13, go back and read that sometime. John 13, the whole chapter is, because this is, this is when Jesus is about to leave. He's about to leave his disciples. It's a powerful moment. Right after the Lord's Supper, or the Last Supper, we should say, John 13, 34, and 35. I want to pick up kind of right there. This is right after, this is right after the, um, the Last Supper. And this is what Jesus is saying to his disciples. He says, a new covenant I give unto you, that ye love one another as I love you, and that ye also love one another. Verse 35, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. This is one of the most powerful times in scripture because Jesus, what he did, he showed us what real leadership is. Real leadership is being humble enough to wash the feet of your disciples. And that's exactly what he did. He was, he was the rabbi, the teacher. You know, sometimes we get to the place where I got to be able to serve you. Amen. Any leader in this house have to be able to serve the people. Because servanthood is where it starts. The greatest of all is the servant of all. Right? Sometimes some people want to be the greatest of all and just leave it right there. They want to erase the rest of the scripture. They just want to be the greatest of all. You can't erase it. The greatest of all has to be the servant of all. So Jesus in that particular moment, y'all know, man, that, that probably was something. Peter was something else, man. I can't wait to meet Peter. 
So Peter's telling him, when he's washing his feet, he's like, no, 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 forbid it, Lord. You can't wash my feet. He said, I got to do this because if I, if I don't do this, man, you're not going to receive what I have for you to receive. He said, well, okay, just wash everything then. Don't just go. <laughs> Give me all. I swear, all over. But Jesus was displaying to them that he loved them. And one of the ways he was doing that by showing them, I am willing to serve you also. Amen. Amen. So by this shall men know that you are my disciples, the love that you have one for another. Loving God and loving his, and his people. One team, one fight. It's all about him. Now, that word love is something that, especially in our generation now, we just use it all the time. Love you. I love you. I, what does that mean? What, is that, was it Forrest Gump that said love is what love does? That, was that Forrest? That was Forrest Gump. I'm in here quoting Forrest Gump. <laughs> but that's a powerful statement, right? Love is what love does, right? So, so here's the thing about love. What does love look like? Tony Braxton said, love should have brought you home last night. <laughs> no. Okay, let me get back to where I'm supposed to be. L what does love really look like? Amen. Love is an action word. And of course, you know, in our, in our definition, that's why this word love is always thrown out there. I wish we were almost like the Greeks in a sense. The Greeks would break different. They had words that meant certain things. And not only the Greeks, there's other countries that are, are the exact same way. Their word means what it means. We just got sometimes a multiplicity of this definitions of some of the things that we, we say, you know. So it's like in the Greek is, is agape love, right? That's the God kind of love. That's the love that we want to, in the kingdom of God, we want to be, when we're sons of God, we show agape love, right? Then philios, eros, one more, stoge, right? Philio, philio brotherly love. Eros, you know, that's the love between a husband and wife. Amen. Amen. Hey, then, um, what's it? Stoge. So, stoge, that's like, a, you know, a sibling or a child, father to a son, mother to a daughter, that kind of stuff. But the kind of love that we're talking about where the love that, no, we, we're disciples is the love that we show one to another. What does love look like? Love is unselfish. Love is, is not concerned about itself. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you love someone, that doesn't mean you'll always be comfortable. Oh, yeah, come on. Come on. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're going to always feel good. When you love someone, doesn't mean you're always going to feel like doing what you need to do to help them. Right? So <laughs> I got another well. Amen. So it's like this. It's like this. If Elder Garfield was to call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, Brother, I need you. Something happened in my, I need you to help me come, come get some water. I had a mess at my house and, you know, my, my, my pipe busted or whatever. Can you help me come, you know, come clean it up? If I love him, I'll be there in a few minutes. But here's the reality. I don't feel like getting about my bed. I'm tired. Is that right? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Dude, why you calling me? Like, I, why? <laughs> Could you call somebody else? Could you call Brother Jones? Don't he live closer to you? 
But listen to what I'm saying. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about agape love. I'm talking about the kind of love that the Father has for you. That the Father has for me. The kind of love that Jesus Christ has for us. Do you think he, he was the man, Christ Jesus? He went to the cross as a man to die for you and for me. So love in the fellowship of the brethren, we do things that is not necessarily comfortable for us to do. Help me, Holy Ghost. So my brother may need a few dollars. I only have a few dollars. But the love that's on the inside of me, amen, because this is a, this is a brother of mine, it causes me to give him $2.50 of the five that I have. Come on, you don't hear me in here. Now we're talking about the church. And this is the prayer that I have for us. Amen, as the people of God. To love one another in deeds. And love says, even when I came to help this brother at 3 o'clock in the morning, don't even ask me how much it's supposed to cost. How much I owe you. It should be an insult. Right? But what we've done in the body of Christ, right, we feel that we got to get paid for everything that we do. Because money can't give you what true love will because the father's the one that's going to repay you for loving your brother or your sister. So those little $2 or whatever that, you know, uh-uh. It should never be a concern. Hallelujah. Boy, I almost feel like preaching this morning. Listen, man, we got to love one another. That's how this church is going to grow. And here's the thing. I'm not concerned. You know, God's going to bring people into the fold. But right now, he's showing the, the foundation. So when people come in here that's a little shaky, the ones who have a firm foundation, hey. Right? The spirit of discernment. Now, that doesn't mean that we want people that's going to come in that their life is not right. Because all of our lives are not right. But we got to have people that can stand along somebody and walk through some stuff with them and walk through that stuff with them with love, with genuine, real love. Mary J. Black, real love. She wasn't the first one, was she? <laughs> I'm quoting all these R&B singers, Forrest Gump, and all that stuff. Amen. Something else love would do. With your brother and sister. According to the scripture, Proverbs 20, 27 and 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. I'd rather for you to get me in check instead of just, you know. I got to always make you feel good. No, kisses of the enemy, they're deceitful. But the wounds of a friend, someone who really cares about you, will tell you to your face, man, you tripping. Now, you know that ain't right. Girl, you know that ain't right. Amen. Say that again. H hold on now. She's talking about husband. You know you're in it. Slow your roll. Now, I'm kidding. 
That's right, husband, you know. <laughs> Amen. That's the kind of love we got to have one for another. Amen. Now, here's the thing about love. 1 John 4, 19, 4, 19 through 21. I'm reading this from the NIV. You can stick this up there for me if you can, too, real quick, Alicia. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Oh. The Bible says a friend is born for when? The day of adversity. Real friends are. I'm telling you, man, I've shared, shared time and time with some of the testimonies that we had. Y'all knew Bishop D that came down and did our first year anniversary. That's a real friend, man. He's a, he's a friend. Because when we got out of the military, listen, it was me and Fanny and a 120-pound Rottweiler. He said, man, y'all come and live with us until you make a transition. He had three young kids. He moves his household around to just make a room. We lived in 42, what was it? 4212 and a half, that was our address, because we had one room in the house. Now, we're not, we're, we, here's the thing. I'm not saying that Dexter had a big old house at that time. Amen. He's doing pretty good right now, praise the Lord. But back then, he moved his family around. Do you hear what I'm saying? Why? Because he loved his brother. He moved them around. And, and hey, I'm telling you, that's what love does. The things that God gives you are not for you when you really love somebody. So we did the same thing. I remember Dexter paid, he paid one of our bills. Remember I told you that bill we got by the shut-off notice? Shut-off notice, he, he came to feed the dog or something. We was out of town. Shut-off notice. He didn't say nothing to us. He just paid the bill. What causes you to do that? Love causes you to do that. Amen. The question is, when's the last time you loved somebody? I'm going to go back to my platform. You think about that. When's the last time you loved somebody and wasn't expecting nothing back? Amen. What did I tell you to turn? Amen. It's on the screen too, isn't it? Praise the name of Jesus. NIV. We got the NIV. Go on, girl. It says, we love because, because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God and hates his brother or sister is a what? Is a liar. And whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen. Come on, you read the scripture. Cannot love God whom they have not seen. Amen. And he has given... And he has given us this commandment. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and their sister. He didn't say you had to like them. Oh, boy. I'm about to open a can of worms right there. He didn't say nothing about liking them. Because love is more than a feeling. Everything now about us is about how we feel. How we feel. Well, I don't feel like doing this. Well, Elder Garfield getting on my nerves. I don't care if I love him. I don't have to like him to help him. Yeah, y'all should see it. Well, I believe it's getting, I believe you get, somebody, is anybody getting that today? You don't have to like him. Woo! And the Lord will remind you that sometimes. And you don't want to hear it. Now, I'm not trying, you know, take your, holo, your halo down for a second. There are going to be some times 
Well, you, you, you really don't like that person at the moment. And the Lord tells you to help them. Oh, you get this feeling on the inside. Right? Then the Holy Ghost, though, then the Holy Ghost will come in, man, and remind you of who you are. He'll remind you that you are the king's kid. Hallelujah. He'll remind you that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, and this is just how we do. This is just how we roll. Amen. And there'll be no regrets. Come on, somebody. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Nothing but love. So that means you don't have to like them, amen, in order to, to be able to help them. Fellowship produces relationship. And trust is built on relationships. It, it, you got to have a relationship with someone to trust them. Amen. How many have a relationship with the Lord? Now, my next, do you trust him? The reason you trust him is because you have a relationship with him. Now, we got to be honest. Be honest now. Come on now. Be honest. When you first got saved, you didn't trust the Lord and everything, did you? Did an undercover. <laughs> but God said he did his undercover thing. You didn't trust the Lord and everything. You know why? You didn't have a relationship with him. What happens is you've only heard about some things, right? But until you get to the place where you start to walk with him yourself and he starts to prove to you, you start to get this relationship with him, you start to talk to him in the midnight hour and he comes through. Then he gets to the place, can't nobody tell you, don't you talk about my God. You can't tell me what God won't do. Why? Because I'll, let me walk you through my history. But it takes a relationship to trusting. Amen. So when you get to know him more and more, amen, then you get to trust him more and more. And the same thing happens with us. We can't get to trust one another until we get to know one another. Come on, somebody. You can be... Uh oh. All right, Holy Ghost, just stop me. I was about to say something crazy. Amen. We got to get to know one another in order to trust one another. Amen, 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 amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, New Living Translation I'm reading from. It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. First of all, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. And I told you on last week, the apostles' teachings was the teachings of Jesus Christ. It was the gospel. It was the good news of him. Amen, somebody. The, so the teaching can't be Pete Pierce's teachings. Amen. I'm only a representative. Come on, somebody. I am not. I, I, listen, I'm just an under-shepherd. Because guess what? The Lord is my shepherd, too. Forget about you. No, I'm just kidding. But he's my shepherd too, right? He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. We're nothing more but under shepherds, right? So it can't be about my teaching. You know, we got to pray for some men and women of God who tries to own what's in this book. You cannot own Revelation. 
it belongs to the Lord. So listen, you got to be able to say, well, you know, my pastor taught me the Lord said, amen, right? So sometimes I'll quote things that I've learned from different men and women of God. Praise Jesus, man. I said, this man of God taught me this, this man of God. Bishop taught me that, whatever. But it can't be about that person. It's got to go. It's the apostle's teaching, but it's his revelation. Do you understand? Then fellowship. Amen. They had the, 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 the early church had to come together and the breaking of bread. You know, remember I told you last week, if anyone talks to you, say, why the church eats so much? Say, man, it's in the scriptures. Why y'all always eating? <laughs> it's in the word. Amen. <laughs> and communion, right? It says, and the Lord's Supper and communion. And then also prayer. And when you read that, when you read that, it, it says the apostles teaching and, and, and all of us is, is inclusive. Don't stop at one. Continue to do the, now the, the, they say prayer is the last thing, but you can start off with prayer. It's all inclusive. We got to be able to pray for one another too. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. That's why we got to have a relationship with the Lord. You got you to have a relationship with the Lord, not BET. Praise the Lord. Amen. So your wisdom has to come from the Lord. Amen. And not from the sisters or the Hollywood, whatever they are. Now, let me tell you something. The more you feed yourself with that stuff, the more it becomes part of you. You don't even know it. It'll rub off you on it. You start quoting stuff <laughs> just like I did a few minutes ago. Amen. I'm quoting Ford's gum. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. But that was revelation in what he said. Right? Love is as love does. You can't quote crazy stuff and it don't line up with the word of God. But you'll try to pass it off as wisdom, but it's the world's wisdom. Girl, you need to go through his phone. <laughs> oh, you trust your husband like that? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's the world. Come on, somebody. All right. <laughs> so the mother said, okay, don't go. No, let me go back to my, I'm about to get messy. Don't be messy. Somebody said, don't be messy. Stick with the word. So we want, what we want to be able to do in the house, we talked about, we want to teach foundational truths. Everybody want to become deep. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not how deep you are. It's how rooted you are, how solid you are. He said a sure foundation. Amen. Sometimes some people will be so, everybody confused. What? Be like, what did he just say? Or you, right? You trying to be deep. This is, this is something that I kind of picked up from Bishop. I love this. I'm going to pass it on. When, when we're, the things that we're studying in, in Scripture, we're, we're dealing with wisdom, go home and take them Scripture, because I give you chapter and verse every week, don't we? Go home and read that stuff. Read the back line. Read the story around that. Don't go to Revelation and try to figure out who the beasts are. 
right? So now you all confused. And then you're trying to tell somebody. Hey, man, get back to work. But doing all right with time. Praise the Lord. We love him because he first loved fellowship. That's where I'm at. Matthew, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Matthew 7. Turn there real quick. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 from the King James Version. Got a few more scriptures and we're going to get ready to go home. Go get you some popcorn. Amen. You know what Fanny said? She said, well, <laughs> that's what I'm talking Talk back to her. What'd she say? She said, you know what? When we get into the new church, we got to get a popcorn machine. <laughs> I said, praise Jesus. We're going to get a popcorn machine. Amen. Get some popcorn on the way home. I don't know if ours is going to be quite like that. Hey, something about that movie popcorn. It's just, hey, we're going to come as close as we can. What did I tell you to turn? Amen. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. It reads like this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto what kind of a man? A wise man who built this house upon a rock. Right? Who heareth these sayings. Faith comes hearing. And hearing how? By the word of God. We have to hear the word of God. But not only when we hear it, it goes on to say in this, in this particular um, verse, it says, and do what? And doeth them. You got to do what you hear. Amen. It's like when you learn stuff in the kingdom of God, you got to do it. You got to practice it. You got to practice love. You got to go out and do it, man. You know, one of the things that make, you know, the Kobe Bryant story is, is amazing. You know, Kobe was one of the, to me, one of the, the greatest players ever. You know, unfortunately, what happened to him happened. But they would talk to Kobe, but Kobe would always stay in the gym. The greats practice. Right? Remember when we, we talked about and we taught this, you have to train for war in times of peace? The reason the military have training over and over and, and repetitive over and over again to when you are placed or put in that position, it doesn't become a thought. You just do. Amen. So he was as great as he was because he practiced, and guess what he always practiced? The fundamentals. Over and over and over and over and over again. And if you practice the fundamentals of the kingdom, amen. To have no other God before you, to love God with all your mind and all your heart and all your strength, and then to love thy neighbor, as thyself. That's the fundamental stuff, baby. If you practice that over and over and over again, you'll find yourself in the midnight hour and it seems like daylight. Because you're spending time with the Lord. You practice, you, you listen, you, 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 the, the fundamentals have become just who you are. Amen, amen, amen. Then you become like a wise man who built, his, who built his house on the rock. That's why we have to use the wisdom of the Lord and build this church on the foundation of who Jesus Christ is. He's the chief cornerstone. Amen. And as long as we always make sure our plumb line is in line with him, we're going to build the house correct. Amen, somebody. Somebody say we're going to build it correct.
And we're going to go down to Psalms 127 and 1. I'm not going to read the rest of that scripture. Amen. Is that all right? Y'all go home and read the rest of it, down to 27, because I'm trying to get you guys out of here. I'm watching my time. Psalms 127 and 1, New Living Translation. We quote this all the time. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. The work of the builders, that means people are doing stuff. So just because something is going on and, you know, it seems like everything is happening, it could not be being built on the truth. The Lord may not be building that house. It could be a man building that house. Except the Lord build it. It's his responsibility. Amen. So we, we ain't going to waste no time. Somebody say, we ain't going to waste no time. Amen. So I'm going to get ready to come quickly to a close right here. I believe I can. Man, I still got. It's okay. Turn to Matthew 16. Matthew 16. The church, the church of Jesus Christ has to be built on the revelation of who he is. It's, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, sometimes we try to make it so hard. It's just that simple. The revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Now what we are to do is to go back, like part of, part of my responsibilities is to teach you more and more about who Jesus is. Upon us, your responsibility is to go back in this word and find out for yourself who this Jesus is. What comes along with the package? Amen, somebody. Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to read from verse 13 down to verse 19. Few things I want you I want you to catch in this thing, right? So it says that this is a time where Jesus is, is is talking to his disciples. Verse 13, it says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that the Son of Man? Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Whom do men say that the Son of Man am? Now Jesus will refer to himself as the Son of Man. Right? He's talking about his humanity. Stay with me. Whom do men say that the son of man am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verse 15, he asked them, he said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Come on, listen to me. Thou art the Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing, the Son of the living God. But he asked them, Who do they say the Son of Man am? And then Peter says, Thou art the Christ, not the son of Mary, but the son of the living God. And they said, and they said, some say, oh, okay, well, who, verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto them, listen to this, unto him, I'm sorry. Blessed art thou, Simon, son of Jonah, Barjona. Y'all getting this? Is it, is it starting to click? Blessed are thou, 
son of Barjona, son of Jonah. Your daddy is Jonah. That's Barjona. Why would Jesus, in this particular moment, say that he's son of a man? He asked them, who do you say the son of man am? Peter answered and said, thou art the son of the living God. And he said, listen, the son of man, Peter, you son of man. Let me finish it. <laughs> Are y'all feeling me? You with me? Are you with me? <laughs> He said, Blessed art thou, sermon by John, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. What he was telling him, and he wanted to tell the rest of the disciples, this is the son of a man. I asked you who the son of a man was. The answer was, I am the son of the living God. Man couldn't have revealed that to you, to, to, to this Peter, who I was. It had to be the deity of my father. Do you see what I'm saying? So when we read scripture, we can't take, you know, all the little, we got to pull it out. He was always dealing with humanity, but he said, Do, divinity is what revealed this to you. So it has nothing to do with your humanity. And he says, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, the revelation of who I am, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of heaven. And whoever, whoever excuse me, and whatsoever thou shalt bound, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, Peter. Let me, let me, this is the church right here. He said, listen, let me tell you what just happened. God has revealed to you who I am. It, it, listen, it wasn't your daddy. It was nothing to do with your, your humanity. It was my father, divinity, that revealed to you that I am the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing, that I am the son of God. And based on that revelation alone, you have access. Good God, I'm, whoa, that gave me chills. Based on the revelation of who Jesus is, you have access. I've given you the keys to heaven. And whatever, listen, and here's the thing. When you read that, you got to almost read it in reverse. He's basically saying there's some things that's already been loosed in the heavenly. When you got a key to it, you can go see what it is. And then you can loose that same thing and bring it down to the earth. Give me some music because I'm about to close right here. Amen. I know I'm getting a little excited myself. Do you understand the revelation of who Jesus Christ is is how we're going to build this church. And when he gives you that revelation, he also gives you the keys. Because you're a kingdom citizen. You're authorized. Amen? So when I tell you this week to week, and I'm going to keep telling you, and this is, listen, listen, listen. We thank God for New Covenant Life Christian Church. This, and I ain't going to be able to get into it, the rest of it, how, you know, we are part of this church by membership. I'm not going to get into all that. I want to stop right here. You, that was cool right there, uh, Elder Garfield. 
the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, Hanny. And upon that revelation, I'm going to build my church. And because you know who I am, I'm giving you total access to everything that I have in heaven. Is there sickness in heaven? Is there poverty in heaven? No. Is there, there backbiting in heaven? Uh-uh. Is there confusion in heaven? No. So with the keys, you got to go get your stuff. Amen, somebody. Here's the thing about this church. Praise God, man. This is our church by, by membership. And, and I'm... I'm, I'm I'm your pastor by stewardship. You know, we're, we're, the whole, we're in this thing together. But here's the revelation of a difference. It's still not your church. It still ain't my church. It's his church. But check this out. Only thing you need is the keys. He's given you. Woo! He's given you the keys. You ain't got to own it. It don't have to be yours because you have total access. You don't have to own it for you to use it. Matter of fact, I don't, own, I don't, I don't want to own heaven. Amen. I don't want to own this church. But if I got the keys, I have access. The keys gives you authority. Now you can see, that's why, man, even in the spiritual realm, there's people who access the spiritual realm illegally. Because they ain't got no keys. Uh-uh. Man, they, thief, that's right. Now listen, let me tell you, man, the spiritual realm is real. We'll talk about that one day. That's why you don't mess with that stuff, man. The demons are real. Satan is real. The principalities of this, this, this world, they're real. The principalities of the air, they're real. And people on earth who access them do it illegally. They don't have a right. But you and I, because we're brothers and sisters, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Man, he has, listen, man, the, because I have the keys to my house, I can get into my house. A, a thief can get in there too. But if I catch him in there without the keys, oh, he in trouble. Amen. Both in the natural, <laughs> amen, and in the spiritual. He in trouble. That's why my confession, man, about this property is I'm just waiting on the keys. Right, we ain't going to go in there illegally. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. But he's going to give us the kingdom. Somebody say, I have the keys of the kingdom of God. Why? Because you're a kingdom citizen. You have the key to your prosperity. You have keys to your healing. You have keys to your peace of mind. You have keys to pray a hedge of protection around your kids while they in their dumb days. Hallelujah. I'm, I thank God that my daddy has some keys because he prayed for me in my dumb days. Hallelujah. As long as we have access, we don't have to own it. That's why this is not my church. We only have the keys. Can I pray for you? Amen. Father, we bless you on today, God. We give you the glory and honor. We magnify you, Lord Jesus.
You're the one who has given us the kingdom, the, the keys to the kingdom. And we bless you for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you for our healing. Thank you for peace of mind. Thank you that you are a heart fixer. You are a mind regulator, God. Keep our minds and keep our hearts. Keep our thoughts. Thank you that you know everything about us. You know what we need. You know our goings in. You know our comings out. You know our end from the beginning. God, you know everything about us, God. And we thank you for it. We love you, God. Teach us how to love our neighbors. Hallelujah. Teach us how to love our brothers and sisters. God, we're asking you to continue to add to this church as you see fit. But bind us closer and closer together, God. God, we thank you that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Bind our hearts, knit our hearts together. When one of us hurt God, all of us can feel it. We bless you, Jesus. We love you. Can do nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we all do pray to all the people of God. Shout it. Amen. Go ahead and get your offering envelopes together. And if you Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.